0: Crystal Aids, The mm-hmm. Distance, and
1: Cardinal Pro. So without further ado,
0: I'm Nerdism. Nerd, der- 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 Let's start
1: the go. <laughs> You'll float too. What up, yep, what up, what up? You'll J. float J. too. You'll float too. (laughs) What up, my brother?
0: What up, Kevy Kev? Uh, How you doing this week?
1: I'm I'm all right, man. No uh, no complaints. Um, I know I know
0: you saw it, chapter two.
1: I did. And huh? uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about it.
0: Stokes talking about that. We're gonna talk about that later on. We're gonna save that. I think for uh, that. That's gonna be our, our closer today. Uh-huh. Uh, Kev's okay, gonna to review it. Chapter two. We're gonna we're gonna get into it because I have a lot of questions because I've seen a lot of weird reaction online and I'm wondering what's going on with it. Chapter two. Yeah. I'm wondering what happened here. What happened here is my question. <laughs> really.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and um, I got a lot to say about uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I, you know, we were talking about this a few months back when Game of Thrones end, ended, because that's when the promo for this series really put kicked into high gear, right, uh, right, at, the, right at the finale of Game of Thrones. And we were all, you know, oh good, uh, you know, we're going to get more fantasy soon, because uh, we were all like, uh, like upset that Game of Thrones was ending. But I had reservations, and um, I'm ready to talk about um, uh, my reactions now that I, I've seen the show. Um,
1: so you watched the and entire thing already? Eh?
0: No, I did not watch the entire thing. No, uh, I'm I'm a few episodes in. Okay. Uh, so I'm not going to do a full review today. Uh, I want to I want to clarify. You're going to be reviewing it, spoiler free, by the way. Today's going to be a spoiler free episode of Tool for this podcast, yeah. which is rare for us. But um, you know, maybe we're in polite mode tonight or something. I don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna we're not going to give any spoilers. But uh, Kevin's going to do a full review of chapter two. I am going to not do really review but i'm what i'm going to call a recommendation of uh the dark crystal age of resistance and also a new surprise show that i didn't see coming that i checked out that was really cool carnival Row. Mm-hmm. so um that's going to be the main focus that we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. um, but um other than that uh anything uh, exciting happened to you uh since we last spoke
1: uh since we last spoke no not really uh same old same old me just yeah working and just do my thing so yeah no nothing nothing too exciting over here uh we celebrated uh greg's birthday on Friday. that's right
0: g money g money yeah. had his birthday and you went out for fish and chips yeah and right, I... we did the fish and <laughs>
1: chips thing uh one of our buddies owns the store so you know we always get a uh-huh. whole discount but um uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well it's uh he usually picks one or two places. Uh it's either that or Boston Pizza. He has uh, uh a bit of a boner yeah. for both. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. um but yeah, no, it was good. Uh some old friends getting together and yeah, just uh shooting Weird. the shit and eating some fish and chips. So uh, yeah, uh, so look, yeah. Look Looked that, but, oh, yeah. Looked like he was happy. Oh yeah, most definitely. Anytime anytime he gets his friends around, he's always happy. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Greg, we are going to do, uh, that, um, Star Wars panel. Hopefully right. next month we're just waiting right. for,
0: uh, right. And uh, you know what? I had such a brain fart last episode when we were talking about what we were going to call the panel. Yeah. Okay. Remember we we were trying to name it? I, there was already a name. It's the round. It's the O-T-O-G round table. Round that table. is the name. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs>
0: I, can't, I must be a pothead or something, because I completely blanked on that last yeah. episode. I was like, what are we going to call it? What are we going to... And right.
1: then, and
0: I, like, five minutes after we hung up uh, recording that episode, I was like, this is Roundtable, you idiot. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we are we are still working on confirming the date. We're hoping it's going to be early October. Uh, we're going to get together with some uh, original trilogy Star Wars fans, you know, maybe not maybe not hardcore fans uh, on the level of me, but people who were there, people who experienced it at the time, people who were there in the theater who had memories of of uh, of, of what it was like back in the day um, to give our point of view on Star Wars fandom. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, our expectations for Mandalorian for
1: Episode 9. Mm-hmm. So
0: sharing uh, 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 some of our memories.
1: Are we going to do some uh, predictions? Or are we going to save that for another show?
0: Uh, predictions for?
1: Uh, Rise, uh, Mandalorian. Well, so gonna, I, already, gonna... I
0: already gave up. But, like, I don't That's know if you true. noticed, Kev. Yeah. But last episode, I stealth snuck in almost all of my episode nine predictions into that episode and 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 you you had previously asked me not to do that because you were worried that i was going to spoil it for you and i didn't even realize i was doing it last episode so i apologize if i spoiled episode nine for everybody but if if you haven't listened to episode 25 yet our previous episode of tool for this podcast uh it's it's actually probably maybe my favorite episode of all time uh Mm -hmm. because All we did was talk about all this, all the latest Star Wars news, and I finally managed to get my predictions for Episode Nine in there. Um, But, but you could, I mean, yeah, I mean, you feel free uh, anytime. Uh, This is a, by the way, this show is always a spoiler warning zone and a prediction free zone. Predict away anytime Mm -hmm. you want. Yeah, is my is my philosophy on life.
1: There you go, and yeah, anytime we uh, talk about Star Wars. Is always a good time for me. So I love talking Star Wars. So.
0: Yeah, that was, again, one of my favorite episodes again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't heard episode 25, if you're listening to episode 26, please check out episode 25 um, uh, if you're a Star Wars fan especially. Um, it was a fun conversation, and there's a lot of predictions in there. Um, but we did get some news I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, since then, a little tidbit about the Mandalorian, which we were, which we didn't, know when we did recorded an that episode right. which was that somebody somebody revealed that in the plot of the Mandalorian show we are going to see the beginnings of the formation of the first order
1: yeah.
0: and that was the biggest most exciting revelation to me that I have heard about the Mandalorian yet and and it, it brings it sheds new light on that trailer now I have I think I have the plot of episode one of the Mandalorian figured out completely now mm-hmm. since this prediction. It sheds a whole new light. Do you want, do you want me to get to,
1: you want me to get into that? Well, uh, before you jump into that, it just uh, yeah. when I first saw it, I immediately shared it with you because one of your biggest uh, complaints when we were talking about episode seven was the fact that the first order was just like there, and there was this huge force. Yes, and it's I, been one of I, my biggest problems. Yeah, yes. and I remember you talking about that on the show, and then as soon as I yes. saw that, I'm like, hopefully this clarifies um okay yeah. you
0: know why you know why i'm excited because not only am i finally going to get this backstory that i desperately
1: need yes. in order
0: in order to like even like episode seven mm-hmm. i really i really need a really good backstory to cover over to fix to 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 retcon the major problem of the first order appear it seems to have appeared out of nowhere it seems to have nullified the ending of Return of the Jedi in yeah. that the empire, the empire doesn't seem to have been set back at all. They're they're so much more powerful now. Like like it, it's like it didn't make any sense to me. Like right. uh, where all this came from. Yeah. And and I and I desperate and I'm like, it's okay if you want to do that, but if you want to do that, you better give me that awesome backstory that explains. Yeah. how this happened yeah. since my return of the Jedi when the Empire was supposedly vanquished, right? Yeah. And you know what? J.J. Uh, maybe isn't capable of that and uh, because, it, you know, I mean, you saw what happened with Lost, right? He's great at setting up these great mysteries, but he's not great at giving us the answers to these great mysteries, right? right. So who could do that I mean, John Favreau is like, you couldn't name someone better. Like, you've you've got the guy who created Iron Man, the guy who kicked off the entire MCU, and you've given him the responsibility of of creating some of this backstory that Jer so desperately needs yeah. in order to be a fan of the Star Wars sequels the way I really want to be. Uh... My God, like, there's no better situation for a fan of my type, especially, uh, than to have John Favreau responsible for showing us how the First Order begins. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm looking at this trailer for The Mandalorian, and I'm seeing what happens here. And you see The Mandalorian. He seems to be hunting or facing off with a faction of Imperial troopers, like Death Troopers. Yeah. And then at the end of the trailer... Um, the, the Werner Herzog line, uh, you know, uh, bounty hunting is a complicated business, don't you agree? Um, he's clearly working for Werner Herzog. So it looks like we're, we're watching a civil war between the remnants of the Empire that are left over after the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm. And we're going to watch them struggle for who's going to be in charge. After the empire falls, right? Like, like, there's still going to be these regional governors in control of these military forces all over the place. But there's going to be a struggle now for who's going to be in charge of the empire. So we're going to see a civil war among the empire in this series, I believe, in my opinion, and we're going to watch like, who wins and who starts to form the first order. Right, I I, I believe this is this is like we've heard that we're going to see some origin of the first order. So this is what all this is telling me based on what I'm seeing the original in the in this trailer. We're seeing him up against some Imperials, and we're seeing him working for some Imperials. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like if this series is based on a civil war between like Imperial forces that are left over. Like this is the most exciting era of star Wars to me. Like, right. Like as a child, the return of the Jedi ends and I'm like, Oh my God, what about the rest of the galaxy? Right? Like (sighs) the empire is everywhere all over the galaxy. What like these. these are, this is the stories that I want. This is the, the time era that I want. This is the subject matter that I want. The Mandalorian. I'm more excited about this than I am about episode nine. Now, about right. anything ever ever in Star Wars since Return of the Jedi, for me, um, my hype level could not be higher for The
1: Mandalorian right now. All right. that's
0: Sorry to go off on a rant on you. Like
1: no, no, that's totally cool. Um, yeah. No, that's totally fair. I'm excited for this as well. Um, and you're probably right. I'm probably more excited to see The Mandalorian than I am rise right now. But uh don't don't let that mislead you because you know I'm, right. really, I'm I am excited to see the uh the conclusion agreed. of the uh Skywalker uh, or the CP through B the C3PO saga. Fully. 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 <laughs> and <agreed>. R2D2 <laughs> saga.
0: hype level is also high for episode 9. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Don't get, don't get me wrong there. Um, but I just remembered, uh, you also mentioned to me the other day that you had checked out the campaign mode of battle of star Wars battlefront two.
1: I did. Since um, I, I
0: recommended that to yeah, you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Since you talked about it, uh, on the last show, uh, I started, because I, I, just,
0: I believe episode nine is going to pull from that a little bit, a little bit here and there. So, think, so what did you
1: well, think? That's it kind of, well, what, what I can tell, it kind of, it kind of takes place during, um, uh, return of the Jedi. Because there's part of it one, does. They're, yeah. they're, it jumps all over. Oh, does it? Okay. So the part yeah. that I'm on right now is, they're on Endor. So um, I keep dying at this right. one place, so I repeated it like seven times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it pissed me off yesterday, so I turned it off. But um, yeah, you literally see the Death Star blow up um, during the game. right yeah. And that whole scene um, at the end of Return of the Jedi, basically. But now she's hunting. Um, she's trying to Killing off mm. all the rebels, whatever, right? Right. Because they destroyed the uh, the Death Star, but um, right. but no, it's uh, so far it's really good, and I don't know why I never played the campaign. I
0: and, and forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, doesn't the game start with the Battle of Jakku and that Star Destroyer crashing?
1: No, no. Oh no! Game yeah, yeah, life? yeah. You do see that? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's like right. Like a, it's
0: like a, it starts with a flashback to the Battle of Jakku. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. Yeah, it did. Right, and. and, then, and you, and and you, and you
0: follow that that star destroyer crashing and that star destroyer turns out to be the one that ray is salvaging at the right.
1: beginning okay
0: of. and that is how i wanted episode 9 to begin and uh, this is just a little flourish by me it's really irrelevant but if i had written star wars episode 9 i would have opened it with a flashback scene to the battle of jakku and that star destroyer crashing Yes. Yeah to, like, tie it uh, to the beginning of Episode 7 to, so that you, you could see, like, this is where... Because that's where that's where the story with Ray started, right? In that Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So if we suddenly took a time jump back and we were back in that Star Destroyer, but it's, like, in space and it's, like, crashing... And it's, like, I just felt like that would have been a cool narrative uh, way to tie mm-hmm. the whole thing together. But anyway, yeah. um, like I said, that's either here nor there. Mm-hmm. Let's get to today's subjects. Um, I want to talk about... The Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. This yeah. is something that we had teased a few months back. Like I said, uh, when Game of Thrones ended, and I wasn't sure. I rewatched it at that time because I really didn't remember too much about it. Like I, when I, you know, I did watch this as a kid. Um, you know, in the eighties, I was a kid, and um, yep. <laughs> uh, I remember thinking that I always had a a little bit of a hard time following the story, in that I I felt like. Um, it was hard to understand what the puppets were saying, right? Okay. Like, because the, their lips don't move, you know, that well. And uh, sometimes the dialogue was a little quick or whatever. And I remember being, as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, this looks cool and I want to watch this, but then um, having trouble, like, getting into it. And then as an adult coming back and rewatching it, my reaction was, like, wow, this is really cool. And I see all these really cool uh, elements that remind me of star Wars because um, it's Jim Hansen and Frank Oz. And it's right at the same time they were making empire Strikes back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like the same guys who created all this stuff that I really loved and who were like deeply involved with star Wars um, themselves. So it, it like, it, it feels really cool and familiar but um, again, as an adult watching it, um, I had a trouble. I had trouble with the puppets, um, the, the main characters, the Gelflings, who are the heroes of, the, of this thing, um, especially because they're supposed to be the most human-like uh, characters in the story. They have the most emotional range and the most like complexity um, to uh, emote, and and their their plastic, rigid faces really don't don't portray that so well in my opinion right like i felt like i'm i'm pulled away and i'm like watching thunderbirds or something right it's like
1: okay
0: um it was tough for me i was wondering if i was going to be able to get into the dark crystal age of resistance when i rewatched uh the original film uh, i also had a, had some trouble with the writing um i felt like it was like obvious jim Ho- jim henson and frank Oz stuff uh because i'm watching sesame street every day with my with my my little one. Um, I, I feel really familiar with the Jim Hanson Frank Oz uh writing right now. And when I was watching Dark Crystal, I was like, Yeah, this is uh this is really a lot like Sesame Street when it comes to dialogue and when it comes to um just like uh story structure. Like I like I, I could predict the next line sometimes because I had seen so many cookie monster sketches in the last <laughs> year. Um and they were, they were, you know, there was a lot of similarity. Um, so I had trepidations about this series going in, and uh, I want to say a few episodes in. Uh, wow, has 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 this has this show upped the game in terms of storytelling, and also in terms of other problems I had, in, in terms of like filming and editing, especially. Uh, the movie was really kind of poorly edited, in my opinion. Um, uh,
1: so you rewatched man- the movie recently as well? You're saying.
0: Yeah, like after Game of Thrones I rewatched the Dark oh, Crystal. Did you? Okay. Yeah, when we were talking about how this show was coming up, I wanted to review it just because I I felt like if we're gonna be reviewing the show, I needed to be more familiar with the with the movie and the lore and everything. Okay. And I wasn't, right? I didn't have a good memory of it from childhood. Really? Um, except like, you know, visually. Uh, so uh, the, like between the movie and the T V series, a massive leap. As far as directing, as far as as far as um, uh, cinematography, as far as editing uh, and writing, okay. uh, the writing is cool uh, on this series. First of all, it's a prequel to the movie, uh, which is something that I didn't know going in. And um, the world of Thra is populated so much more than in the movie, because in the movie like the world is almost ended right and all the gelflings are dead and there's only two gelflings left alive in the world mm-hmm. but in the series we're way back in time and there are gelflings everywhere there are clans of gelflings i forget how many there are i think they named five at least okay um, and it feels very much like game of thrones now because we've got all of these different clans in different areas of of the geography of thra and they all have their own personality types. They all have their own kind of ethnicities that they bring um, to the story. And they they all all—they're all in this political situation um, with the Skeksis, who are there. They are the lords of the of the Dark Crystal. But the Skeksis are not these like um, dominating, like warlord, like. Brutal rulers. The Skeksis are kind of like um, smarmy political rulers. They they live um, like in a in an arrangement with the other uh, races of of Thra. Like they, oh, the other races of Thra all work for them, but they but they still uh, live peacefully. It's still like like a friendly arrangement. It's not like we all feel like we're slaves to the Skeksis. Everybody respects and. And uh, there's a lot of like a love for, for the Skeksis actually among the Gelflings. The Gelflings work for the Skeksis and the Gelflings um, like kind of believe everything the Skeksis say. They don't see them as villains. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, w- like it's re- like all of a sudden, like, I, I was instantly pulled into this because I'm like, wow, they're giving me all of this backstory right away. Um, and they're just immediately filling in the massive plot holes basically, that I thought when I was watching Dark Crystal the movie. And um, look, if any hardcore Dark Crystal fans are listening to this, I want you to know that, yes, I know that I'm ignorant to the Dark Crystal. I know that there have been other TV shows and movies and probably a ton of books and comics. And all of this lore has been filled in since the movie. And so my reaction of just going from the movie to this TV show as to a hardcore Dark Crystal fan probably sounds like Really ignorant, but I'm coming at this from, I think, what is the average fan's perspective, right? Um, the average fan is not going to have seen or heard of any of that other extra material that's already existed, and all of this to me right now is such a, a wonderful surprise. Like, the richness of this world has been filled out so um, meticulously and fully, and the amount of work that has gone into this is is such a pleasure. Um, that any of the fears that I had about writing gone, Mm. um, uh, any of the fears that I had about direction and, and, uh, editing gone. Um, this is a beautiful show to watch. Um, and the story is fantastic. It's funny. It's, it's dark. Um, there's romance, which is a little bit tough for me because it's puppets, but, um, um, it's there. Um, but, um, that's probably the weakest element for me is the romantic elements. But, uh, the, the comedy is bang on. The characters from the movie are like absolutely faithfully recreated, uh, like to perfection. Like there's no difference. It is, it is definitely the, not the next chapter, but you know, another chapter in that same world of the movie, uh, for sure. And when you get to like, you start out immediately with favorite characters, uh, from the movie, like the Chamberlain and the whole cast of the Skeksis, um, and you get the backstory of how they um, perverted the crystal to make it take life instead of give it, and how they figure out how to start draining the essence um, from Gelflings, and how we, we see the very beginning of the Gelfling Holocaust mm. happening, and it's so relevant to today. Um, like, there's so much about like um, I want to say like right wing politics uh, going on here. Like they're showing how a totalitarian state, like the one in the movie of the dark crystal starts out as like a normal political situation and, and how, and how totalitarian rulers, you know, use politics at first to take power before ultimately resorting to brute force Mm -hmm. to cement their power. Um, a lot of that is going on in this plot line. It's a really kind of if you're an adult, there's a lot for you to chew on in this story. But if you're a kid, like I keep thinking, man, if I was 12 or 13 years old, this would be the greatest thing of my life. And um it's greater than anything I had when I was twelve or thirteen, right? Like the fact that we get, I don't know how many episodes of this, uh, maybe
1: twelve episodes? Okay. Uh course, so season one anyways right
0: so yeah when i was a kid i got this dark crystal movie which was cool and all but kids today get this eight hour dark crystal like masterpiece uh, in my opinion um so far anyway like i said i haven't watched the whole thing so i don't know you know how it how it ends yet uh, but i know where it's leading uh, yeah. <laughs> uh and uh, and I'm loving it. Um, you know, uh, the one the one asterisk is still the the puppets, uh, especially the Gelflings and their ability to emote. Um, like I said, there are some some plot lines here that are like deeply emotional, some really dramatic, high high drama going on. Okay. And um, they do a better job with editing and with just a lot of great design. Like these, all these all these puppets are beautifully designed. Um, and, like, the costuming that goes into them. You know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to win some Emmys here, but, uh, you know, my one little asterisk caveat is the moments I've pulled out of the show is when two of these puppets are, like, saying, oh, you know, like, the first time I couldn't wait... The first time we, we were on a date together, I just couldn't wait to kiss you, and then they have this, like, romantic kiss, and it's like... It's like, okay, I'm watching two pieces of plastic rub their faces together, uh let's move on here. But, uh, you know, those parts aside, uh, I love this show. I want to recommend it. It, You know, especially if you're a fan of the original movie, you are going to be like, wow, wow, wow. Because they keep, you know, giving you all this great, great backstory. And, um, so far I haven't seen any really bad backstory writing. Like I, you know, like I would accuse like George Lucas of, uh, in the prequels, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen anything as stupid as Darth Vader built C3PO yet, but, um, yeah. Or or, or midi chlorians, but I have seen a lot of cool stuff so far, and um, uh, I'm loving it. You know, Agra is fantastic, perfect spot on from the movie, and we get so much more about her. We learn so much more about her and her abilities and her role in the world of Thra and her importance. Um, yeah,
1: stuff like that is is great. Anyway, uh, I, I could right. go on. But
0: um I have gone on. I wanna recommend Dark Crystal anyway, um if especially if you're a fan of the movie. But even if you're not, even if you're just a fan of fantasy, um if you have a kid that you're looking for shows t- uh, to watch with, you know, maybe not a really young kid, maybe uh eight, nine upwards of there, um uh you know, maybe ten or twelve is probably the perfect range uh for this but uh you
1: because t- you feel that younger won't get it or is it just because there's like it's not, children,
0: it's not a children it's not it's not a children's show right okay. it's got it's got very dark themes and it's got some parts that would be scary for young children Um... You know, it, it might hold their interest a little bit because there's a little bit of, you know, it's it's fun, colorful puppets and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to hold a young child in. Young child's interest. But a, but a child who's like old enough for like young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. That, um, uh, so like if you're like uh, at a Harry Potter age, I guess, um, this is going to be like gold to you. You're right. going to love this. You're going to love this. All right. Um, so, definitely full-on recommendation from me for Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Check it out if you get a chance.
1: I'm definitely going to watch it. I just haven't uh, gotten around to it yet.
0: You haven't watched it yet, and yes. I, w- I think I am going to do a review at the end when I will, not at the end, uh, when I've when I finished when you, watching it. Yeah. Um, well,
1: hopefully, because, hopefully because it's I'll, worth checking back in with this. Yeah, hopefully, I'll, I'll uh, I would have seen. Um, as much as you have at that point so all right i, I have to get on it and all right then. and you can catch that show on that's
0: right netflix
1: <laughs> all right so uh what? carnival row
0: carnival row is and is the next show i want to talk about yeah okay. this is something Go
1: ahead. No, I was going to ask you how far did you get into Carnival Row?
0: I'm I'm 3 episodes into Carnival Row, same as same as Dark Crystal. Um
1: okay.
0: it uh, again, this is not a show that I was aware of at mm-hmm. all. I think I think I saw maybe you know, an image here or there mm-hmm. of Orla- Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. Um and Cara Delevingne has fairy wings, so I'm like, "Oh, this is you know, some kind of fantasy thing." Um yeah,
1: sure.
0: and and these are two You know, uh, I think they're A list Hollywood actors, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to check this out and I did, and I was fantastically surprised. This is a super, super cool show. Carnival Row, it comes out of nowhere. It's not based on anything previous, it's an original TV show. it is. It is set in a fantasy world that looks a lot like Victorian England. Uh, the world in Carnival Row it feels like Guy Ritchie's England from uh, from Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's dirty. It's gritty. Um, it's a dark place, and it's a it's a troubled world. It's not. It's not Earth, as far as I can tell. It's a world called Tarananak, and it's a world where, um, it, you know, there's humans live there, and but there's but there's also these nations of of, of mm-hmm. mythical creatures. Yeah. Uh, of so there's there there's all kinds of mythical creatures that you see in this from from classical fantasy like fairies. Carrie Venus is a fairy character, mm-hmm. um, and there are uh, fauns, which are like those like they're like. Uh, goat-horned yeah. people. Uh, there are uh, trolls in this. They're called troves. T R O W. <laughs> There's all kinds of fantasy races living among humans, and in this world, the fantasy races are are kind of a subclass, right? They're yeah. they're um, you know they're mistreated and they are uh, subjugated by humanity. Um, it's a war-torn world. We find there are A bunch of different nations of humans, Uh, two main ones that we find out are involved, you know, in a war. Uh, There's the the evil nation who are kind of uh, wiping out, invading the fairy folk, and they're called the Pact. The Pact are like the, the big villain nation of the show. And then there's this, uh, this the, the nation where we spend most of our time, uh, the place uh, where Carnival Row is, exists. Carnival Row is a street in the, the city-state of the Burg, and the Burg are another faction of humanity. Um, basically, this town that looks like England is the Burg city-state, and Carnival Row is kind of the ghetto ghetto street in the Burg where all of the, the fantasy kind of uh, races end up living. It's the ghetto, basically. Right. Um And, uh, I want to say this show reminded me a little bit of something, not too much, but a touch of bright. Do you remember bright?
1: That's exactly like, get out of my head. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was just waiting for, uh, just waiting for you to uh, finish what you were saying. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it so reminded me of bright, except it takes place like probably in the 1800s. That's the only difference. Right.
0: Right. It looks like the 1800s, but, um. It's actually, in this world, it's the 7th century. Yeah. They actually mentioned, they mentioned That's that, right. That's uh, which is which is super cool, too. But, okay, did I cut you off?
1: No, no. Uh, no, just I was going to bring up the exact same thing. And where there's, like, classes and they treat, like, the fairies like they're shit. And <laughs> same sort of thing, just like in Bright. Right. Um,
0: Fantasy creatures yeah. are, again-wise, um, kind of, yeah, subjugated uh, races of this yeah. world. so so we substitute um, you know plots from our current world that we are that we are suffering through today, the racism that's happening in the world, and the xenophobia and uh, just uh, the division that's going on in our cultures today. Yeah. Uh, this is all examined um, in this show Carnival Road, the kind of the same way it was in Bright, only in my opinion, uh, it's on a way higher level than Bright. Like I, yeah. I thought Bright, I thought Bright was fun. It was, a, it was a fun little watch, but I didn't think it was great writing. I didn't think it was, it was great on any kind of deeper level. And I think Carnival Row is a notch above that uh, by far. I think the cast is better. I think the writing is better. I think the, the concept is, is way better. Um, it, it kind of reminded me of Game of Thrones again. Like I, I know I mentioned that Dark Crystal reminded me of Game of Thrones. The way mm. it was set up. And the way this was set up, again, because, uh, we're like, we're, 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 talking about this map of this fantasy world. We're talking about where all these different races come from. We're talking about a war going on between a couple of different races. Although don't go into this expecting game of Thrones because it's more steampunk feeling than classic fantasy feeling. There are guns, uh, in this world, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, sword fighting on horseback, yeah. um. By any means, uh, there is a lot of fighting in it. There's, It's, it's like it's a cool there's cool action in this. Mm-hmm. Cara Delevingne is a badass warrior fairy. And um, in the very beginning of the first episode, she has an awesome fight scene uh, where she shows off how badass she is. And
1: you're talking and, about with the boar. When um, that boar like creature was like chasing him. Is that what you're talking
0: about? Uh, no, I'm talking about the very first scene yeah. of the movie where she's fleeing the war. and uh, yeah,
1: exactly what I'm talking she,
0: about. She fights some soldiers.
1: Well, I uh, the thing that I'm talking about is, um, so they're running away from the soldiers, whatever, right? And then they release, like, these boar-like creatures. They're kind of, like, half boar, half, like, dogs. I don't know. They're kind of weird. Okay, right, right. And, um, yeah, right. and one's just about to jump on one of the fairies. And she intersects, and right, 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 Ryan does like some crazy flip,
0: and badass action yeah. scene where she, she's flying around, and she's got knives and guns, and and then she uh, escapes and boards that ship, and they they have that that they have a like a desperate escape from the war, and then her ship ends up sinking, and she ends up, cra- she ends up washing up on the shores of <clears throat> uh, the Berg City State, and yeah. ends up. As an indentured servant in Carnival Row, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about too much of the, about the plot because this show is full of twists and turns. Yeah, it's it sets you up right away with expectations, and then five minutes later, immediately twists you, mm-hmm. and then five minutes later, immediately twists you again, and it's super cool. And and uh, Orlando Bloom is is that a is that a new? I feel like he's in a new phase in his career that I, I haven't seen him in before. Mm-hmm. He's he feels like a different actor to me. He feels like a, like a fully matured. He, he doesn't have that kind of young, bouncy, uh, you know, jaunty, um, feel anymore. He's got like a weight, kind of a gravitas. Now I feel mm-hmm. like, um, more like, kind of like how I felt about Brad Pitt in once, Upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're seeing a senior Orlando Bloom. Now he's still a young guy, but I feel like, <laughs> um, he doesn't feel like a young guy to me in this. Um, right. and he, and uh, he's got more gravity in this than I, than I remember ever ever feeling him have before. Okay. Um, and Karen Delaveau's awesome. And it's dark. It's it's really dark. It's really like that's the way it's like Game of Thrones is that this is a show for adults. You know, mm-hmm. it's full of fantasy themes. It, it's full of fantasy imagery, but uh, it, it is a complex, dark wartime story.
1: Um, and and it's it's really really cool. Really cool. Yeah, uh, I didn't finish the first episode because I was actually just watching it before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't actually finish it, but um, I'll probably finish it when uh, when we're done here. But no, right. uh, so far I was digging it too. Um, yeah, so far. But again, I'm only the first episode and I think I have like maybe 20 minutes left to watch the first
0: right. episode. I'm three episodes in, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm planning to try to finish it, but like here we are in this new era. Right of of so much TV that there's no
1: way oh, we can so watch and <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, I even uh, started watching Good Omens. I think I started. I think I told you this, which is another good show. I really, I'm digging it. I just, I've found the time to finish it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. Something else always keeps coming up, right? So, but yeah, which is another Amazon I, Amazon Prime show, which I recommend. Right. Um, I another think,
0: thing. I, Another thing I heard people comparing Carnival Road to was Penny Dreadful, which was watched it. a show I've never seen, right? Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of people love it and I've been recommended it so many times, but I'm just never going to have time, right? Especially with like what's coming up, with The Mandalorian coming up and with all of the Marvel series coming oh, nice. up. It's, so it's like, like so we've entered an era where there are going to be fantastic shows that I want to watch and I want to review, and I'm just not going to be able to. So once in a while, I'm probably going to do something like this, which is just a recommendation and not a review. I may finish Carnival Row. I hope I get it. T- I hope I get time to, and then I'll do a full review. But I don't know that I'm going to be able to. So um, I want to recommend it to everybody. Um, and uh, you know, if you do check it out, let us know and let us know what you think. And uh, you know, if we do hear enough about it, if it does turn out to be a popular show that dominates the conversation. We'll definitely come back to it and talk about it some more. Mm-hmm. Um, but for I, now, we're, I we're
1: yeah, I definitely think, uh, Mandalorian is going to definitely pull, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not rank, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's definitely going to be, we we'll definitely watch Mandalorian.
0: What are you going to do? We're going to spend so much time talking about Mandalorian. Yeah. How are we going to have time for anything else? Yeah,
1: for real. That's true.
0: Yeah. So, um, that's all I have to say about Carnival row for tonight. Please check it out. And, um, Boom, done. So uh let's let's move on. Let's let's get into let's get into it chapter two, Kev. You went and saw this I and I, I am curious to hear what you have to say about it because I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I'm gonna see it. I'm really looking forward to it. I yeah. have been anyway. Um but I have seen I have been expecting this huge love reaction that I heard after the first movie, yeah. and I'm not I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing what's going on? I'm
1: so... like, what's going on? <laughs> So, uh, okay, so I, I went and watched this last Thursday. Uh, f- first of all, if you're going to go see it, um, make sure you uh, you clear your bowels before you uh, watch this movie because we're pushing a three-hour film here, okay? Whoa. So, yeah, it's two hours and 45 minutes, and uh, it basically picks up right where we left off, okay, with the kids. Um I didn't realize going into this movie that they're actually bringing back the kids oh, quite a lot in this film. So Okay. Yeah, not too
0: Because it, it looks like this is them as adults.
1: Yeah, well the obviously the uh them as adults is pretty much the most the most dominant of the film, but okay. they do intertwine the kids quite a lot. So um and it's funny because I didn't realize it while I was watching it, but apparently, because they did film this two years later, obviously kids they they grow up, <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> so that's the thing. apparently they uh they use the de aging um process to make them look the same age as they wow. did, yeah, and I'll be honest, I didn't pick up on it um okay. I'm sure the next time I watch it, I'll be looking for it. But I have watched a few reviews and there's been a few, a couple of people who, who complained about it, who said that it took them out of the film, blah, blah, blah. But um, I personally didn't catch it the first time I saw it. And also not knowing that they actually did de-age them, I wasn't looking for it. So... Uh, that's something, I don't know, I might've ruined that for you if you're listening to this before you watched it, (laughs) or, uh, if you're like me, uh, you'll, you'll be that person that's looking for the details, um, in their face and, uh, that's cool that you didn't, that's cool that
0: you didn't think there was anything weird.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I didn't, it wasn't
0: like Superman's mustache or anything.
1: No, it definitely wasn't. (laughs) It that's cool. That's, was it Superman's mustache? That's a compliment. Yeah. So, and it's funny when I first saw the Justice League, I was like I didn't I didn't know they did that or um either I didn't know, but I was like looking at his face, I'm like, "Why does his face look so fucking weird?" Yeah. But anyways, um that aside. So, this movie basically picks up where the the last one ended, um and then it kind of flash forwards like 27 years. And, um, like I said, I'm not going to go into spoilers. I'm not going to break it down scene by scene, but what I will say is, um, I did enjoy this film. Um, I didn't, so the scare level to this film was not as to par as the last one. I will say that. So there was some cool like scares, like you saw a few cool jump scenes. Um, some really cool Pennywise stuff, but nothing compared to the original. I don't know. I felt like I was a little bit more like my, my hairs were on edge more watching the original than watching this one. I will say that. Okay. So um, if you're a big pussy and can't stand horror films, uh, don't worry. This one's not as scary. But again, this is coming from a guy who loves horror films. So, yeah. Uh, what can I tell you about this film without spoiling it? So um, I've never read the book. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I've never read the book. Um, I've heard things about the book. I've heard things. uh, i watched the original movie. I watched, obviously, the new ones. So they do pull in some things from the original movie um like they get together and they have chinese food which i thought was weird in the first one but they did it in this one uh-huh. um so the black kid who uh i believe his name was mike was it mike do you remember oh i don't remember his okay, name okay so no. i feel like it's mike okay so uh the movie kind of starts off with him calling everybody um, they kind of did the same thing, if I remember correctly. In the, Mike Hanlon. Yes. There you go. They did kind of the same thing in the, uh, in the we'll call it the 90s television show. Um, except I feel like they kind of explore the characters a little bit more. Not in depth, but like, for example, um, let see, I'm drawing a blank on all the kids' names. James McAvoy. His character grows up to be a writer. So... <laughs> Bill yeah. So obviously that was kind of a throw uh a throwback to like Stephen King, obviously, right? Because he's a writer. And right. the ongoing joke with him throughout the entire movie is um I hated the ending. Great book, great story, but I hated the ending. And that's right. exactly what people say about Stephen King's work. Oh, it's a right. great book, but I hated the ending. Oh, it was a great movie, but I hated. The ending, right? Yeah. So, anyways, I feel like that whole thing, that whole like line throughout the movie, and that whole ongoing joke, for me came to, came to fruition because I you hated the I ending. Didn't... <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say I hated the ending. I was a little disappointed in the ending. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know if that was just thrown in there to uh to um. To stir up that that thing in your head <laughs> that you're gonna end. No, yeah, no,
0: I feel like it's a. I feel like when a when a writer does that, yeah. I feel like I feel like they're trying to like diffuse the audience. It's like yeah. it's like when you're in a fight with somebody and you insult yourself uh, so that they can't insult you, like you take their insults away,
1: right? Like, right? Uh, like, and Mile.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, yeah. like it, it's like they're they're trying to say, oh, you can't say you hate the ending because we said it first, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. But um, you know, if it sucks, it sucks. I don't know, but I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not saying the ending sucked.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. but you no, were a little disappointed. I'm not, in it. I'm not saying it sucked. Okay, so, okay, so, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, they go back to dairy. Obviously, they uh, like I said, they have that whole scene where they have Chinese food. The um, the fortune cookies come alive, and I'm pretty sure they did the same sort of thing in the original movie yeah Uh, if i remember correctly so um and then of course they they end up um they end up I don't know it's just randomly staying at this like I guess it's like a hotel or house they don't they never explained it but anyway so (laughs) um they 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 do this one scene in the film where um Mike is like okay uh we have to go find like this 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 thing so we can I don't know it's they go into the forest, whatever, right? To like I don't know, try to conjure up, I guess, memories, whatever. And one of them is like, Okay, so this is where our, our our like secret hideout used to be, you remember? And while you're watching you're like, What's secret hideout? They didn't have a fucking secret hideout in the in the woods. So, anyways, they find right. this like secret hideout bunker, like clubhouse thing. And of course, when they find it, they go into it and of course their kids so I guess that's their way of like continuing the story and like maybe they forgot to tell that part in the first one, but they're like telling it in this one now. So like these kids are now in this bunker and they're reminiscing about this bunker now. You understand know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they kinda like throw in things like that and you're just like, Okay, that was kinda cool that they did that. At the same time it was kinda cool. Was
0: it was confusing. it like was it was it like the kids' playhouse from Stranger Things where they had Fort Myers or whatever it is there.
1: Um,
0: you know how they have a house in the woods in Stranger Things where they all hang out.
1: Why am I not ringing? Why is that not ringing a bell? Oh, seriously, man! It's like <laughs> in in Stranger Things.
0: Yes, yeah, season one of Stranger Things, when the kid is trapped in the Upside Down, he's hiding out in their in their fort.
1: I remember yeah, in it, season three that Will was in like a little fort and he was all like crying. Right. It. It's
0: the same one from season one. It's oh, the okay. Same one from- okay.
1: Okay. Sorry. It's been a while since I watched it. Okay. It's okay. It's right? okay. But Wait, yeah, was it like I guess, that? was it, it like that? Like, I guess in like a way that. it kind of was okay. right. But yeah, again, but then this is where he reveals that everyone has to go off on their own kind of adventure and, and find like a personal item that, that they need to burn to, to do this ritual to get rid of, uh, Pennywise to get rid of it, uh, right? So this. remember, <laughs> remember in the first film how they got into that fight and then they all dispersed and then they showed like, um, uh, the nerdy kid. I'm drawing a blank on his name in the arcade and, you know, everyone was kind of doing their own thing. I don't know if you remember that from the first part. So anyway, yeah, yeah. so in this one they show what they were doing. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. It was kind of like a throwback to the first film. And at the same time, I feel like it was a bit of a a cop out. Like we did, did we really need to, to do this, to extend the movie to three hours? You know what I mean? Right. Like Okay. So, so that's
0: I, what I heard. The biggest complaint that I heard, I think is, is I'm hearing the same thing from you yeah. is that the movie, the movie is just too fucking long. And that there are there are just a bunch of
1: scenes in there that don't need to be in there that there are was, boring. There was definitely scenes in there that I felt like didn't need to be there. But at the same time, I guess they needed to incorporate Pennywise into it more. So maybe that's why I'm not sure if this is how the book went because I never mm-hmm. read the book. So mm-hmm. it could have been they were staying true to the book and doing this, right? So again, I never read the book, so I don't know. So, yeah. but anyways, um, but we should, wrong, we should we should
0: right? have we should have had Sarah on for this. Yeah, because <laughs> she probably read the she probably read the Sarah.
1: book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably.
0: yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, so so I apologize to it fans for us for neither of us knowing. <laughs> the
1: book. yeah i'm sorry i just never read the book um i'm very selective of what books i read and it was definitely not one of them but, but i <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: looking at the box office for the opening weekend of it too and it is significantly lower than, yeah, than it, it, really it, it was number it was number one it did do a good number uh 91 million something somewhere around there um, but, uh, that's about 30 million lower than, uh, the original it. So, uh, that
1: could be uh, just because a lot of people that watched the original didn't like it. So maybe that's why people didn't go back out. To okay. C-32. So my, my,
0: my question to you is you said you liked it, but you liked it less. So would you say that you like it 30 million less? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So I, again, I, 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 I did like the film. I did. I just didn't love it the way I loved the first one. The first one, I I just walked out of the theater. I'm like, fuck, that was awesome. This one, I was like, okay, it was all right. Um, Uh But it, I don't know, there was just stuff thrown in there that I felt like it was just like, like. Too much. No, it was just like we, oh, we need to incorporate, uh, I forget the kid's name from the first one. So um, in, I know like, again, I'm comparing it to the 90s film just because I never read the book. (laughs) Right, but right. I know that he went to a mental institution. Like he fell down the well, he survived. He ended yeah. up in a mental institution, and then he gets <laughs> out. And his whole thing is to like, you know, kill the 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 kids, right? Right, right. Because he's fucking crazy. So, anyways, right. they did incorporate him into the film, but he was literally in like two scenes, and okay. it was kind of just like he was there, and then all of a sudden he was gone, and he was irrelevant. He mm-hmm. like did nothing for the progression of the uh, of the plot whatsoever, other than you knew that he you know hated them and he wanted to kill them, but he did not succeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know what I mean, like yeah. And then of course there was the um, the mullet joke thrown in there, of course. You know what I mean. So, but yeah, no. Um, I wish we had
0: somebody read the book on because my feeling is that. It, this sounds like a movie where they tried to be really faithful to the book because that that's was awesome. probably the, that was that was probably the criticism of all of the previous iterations uh, of you know people trying to put this on TV or, or on film. Yeah. Um, and and it feels like too much because you know um, maybe it was a meandering novel and maybe a meandering novel doesn't translate well to uh,
1: well, exactly, to a feature film. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, right? Yeah. Um, but material, but again, material. I haven't read
0: it, so I can't say that's the case. But that's yeah. what it sounds like to me.
1: Material like that's from a book or a comic um, often is changed because it doesn't translate to the screen. That's just the nature I, That's just the nature of, of right. the source material. Right. That,
0: that's why you don't so, see a, a lot of super faithful direct translations from book to film. Exactly. That's why Lord of the Rings is not translated word for word mm-hmm. from book to film. And we still end up with films that in Every my opinion... Were way too long and really yeah. boring and meandering, yeah. uh, but uh, n- uh, neither here nor there. So okay.
1: okay. Um, so uh, just eight, quick, two, uh, one I, more quick I, I, thing. I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say. So I actually did enjoy the movie. Um, don't get me wrong; I did have my complaints about it, but okay. I really hated the way. And this is not a spoiler because you know what's going to happen. Okay. Um, is they they end up killing it. They do kill Pennywise. Now, the way they killed Pennywise, I thought was stupid. I thought it was a cop-out. It kind of made sense, but I was expecting the... uh, I was hoping for, like, the Tarantino ending where they just fucking destroy it, like fucking take a a fucking shotgun and just blow away his fucking face. You know what I mean? Like, I was expecting something big like that, but instead it was very minuscule and it was just like, yeah, he's gone. (laughs) Anti-Climax. And we beat you. Right. We beat you with love.
0: Okay. So you didn't get you didn't get a really triumphant no, moment I, at the end.
1: Well, no. I was expecting something bigger. Like this is twenty seven years in the making. Uh yeah. I was expecting something a little bit bigger. And I don't know, I guess again, sorry, but I didn't read the book. But maybe this was closer to the book and this is why this happened. Um right again i don't know i should have looked it, i should so, look it up i should really look up the ending of the book because yeah. um it was it was a little bit different from the ending from the 90s movie but yeah. still not a, a big payoff <laughs>
0: okay uh one more thing i wanted to ask how was bill, H- bill hater one of my favorite actors Oh, so good yeah. so good and jace uh, mcavoy as well one of my favorite actors yeah
1: mcavoy was good uh hater i feel like he stole the show him Good. and uh, the okay. kid or the guy that played Eddie was amazing, um, okay. like adult Eddie. Uh, I don't know his James
0: Ransom. Okay. James Ransom.
1: Yeah, he was he was great. So uh, I don't I don't know if I okay. So they kind of uh, I don't know if I should say this because it is a bit of a spoiler, <laughs> but um, there's a, a the movie starts off with a bit of a gay undertone so um at the beginning there's total like it's redneck town and it focuses uh-huh. on two homosexuals at this fairy at this fairy at this fair. <laughs> sorry at this circus or not circus um fair sorry this fair uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Um, these when two we're talking about fairies, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> because we're talking about Carnival Row, so yeah. there was these two like homosexuals at this fair, and of course they get uh-huh. beat up by like the locals, right? Because uh-huh. you, know, you know they're gay bashed, yep. All right. and you are kind of like thinking, um, okay, like what was the point of that? Like, did they have to be gay? Blah blah blah. But as the story develops, you kind of get a sense that one of our adult characters is gay. Okay. and that's all I'm going to say okay <laughs> so, let,
0: me, let me ask you is, is it exactly like the character in Stranger Things Who um, in,
1: in, a, in, a, in a way in a way yes okay. um, so
0: I'm just because I, I think obviously if there's any similarities between Stranger Things and this uh, Stranger Things had, came after and I think Stranger Things you know you know stole or borrowed a lot from
1: from, from yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably, so, yeah you're right
0: so if that's true then that's a major thing borrowed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah Wow. Yeah. okay so but yeah uh, i'll leave it at that you'll find out which character i'm talking about <laughs> when you watch it so um but yeah if i was gonna i'm gonna score this um at a 10 i'm i'm torn between a 7.5 and an 8 Okay. Uh, it probably, that, that, it, that's pretty high for you. So, yeah. so you
0: really did like it. No,
1: I did. I did like it. Uh, like I when, said, when
0: you're I, mediocre, when you're mediocre, you go seven every time. Yeah. So you're you're going above seven intentionally here. So I'm I'm sensing that I, you do really. Like
1: this. I would have given it a nine if uh, if if uh, the whole death of Pennywise was better. Right. Okay. Cool. So um, I I'm, didn't I'm feel still like, going to see it. Yeah, I didn't feel like it dragged. Uh, it went by pretty quick. So the fact that it was two hours and 45 minutes, it didn't really feel like it. Okay. But I will say I wish there was bigger scares. Um, okay. To this day, that scene where they're all in the garage and Pennywise jumps out of the screen was the greatest thing I've seen in a long time in the cinema. Right. And I absolutely love that scene. And. Right. I wish there was something as big as that in this. There were some cool right. parts like with Pennywise, but I still feel like nothing has surpassed that scene. So I actually went back and saw it again just to see that scene again. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, so let's so
0: let's, let's get I a see. firm answer out of you: seven point five or eight? What's your number? What's your number out of ten for uh, it?
1: Okay, I'll two? give it seven point five.
0: Seven point five
1: yeah, out of I'll ten it for its chapter. Two. Yeah. So, Boom, oh, <laughs> so yeah. Cool.
0: Well, uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, and most definitely.
1: I, I do. I do recommend it, especially if you like. If you love the first one, uh, I, I feel you'll like the second one. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. We have all positive reviews and and um, recommendations for you tonight. So Absolutely. go check out. Go check out the Dark Crystal:
1: Age of Resistance. Absolutely. Go check out Carn- Carnival Row. Oh. Uh, and um, check it out right now. If you if you have
0: not checked out in chapter two, uh, like me, uh, let's all go do that. Let's all go do that for sure. Um, you know that being said, I think I think maybe we've covered all the topics we're going to cover today. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about tonight, my friend.
1: Uh, off the top of my head, um, I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, cool, cool, the cool. only the only thing I read which I thought was kind of interesting, uh, which we haven't talked about yet, but this might. Be another half-hour conversation, so I'll, I'll bring it up. But um, uh, no. let's not let's not stretch this out. But apparently, um, there might be a scene in Rise of the Skywalker where Kylo Ren and Snoke go to Dagobah. Apparently, that's that's one of what? The So,
0: <laughs> hold on. Record scratch. So hold on. Where did you I hold did on. I I, <laughs> I gotta look this up now. Hold on. Go I ahead. did
1: see Stop. this. I did see something about this online. So uh-huh. one of the many, many, many Star Wars groups that I I um, I'm part of. Um, uh-huh. I did see allegedly uh, there's a rumor that there could be a scene where Snoke and Where Snoke and uh, Kylo Ren go to Dagobah. So,
0: hold on. I think maybe you got the story slightly confused. I could have. I'm looking at it now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Hold on, Mm. Star StarWars.com has a new preview of the issue. It's a comic or something. This happens.
1: Oh, is that okay?
0: Yeah. And in the upcoming Star Wars Age of Resistance, it's a uh, Star Wars Age of Resistance. I don't know what that is, if it's a comic book series or a a book series. Fans will learn what happens when Snoke and Kylo Ren pay a visit to Dagobah. StarWars.com has a new preview of the issue, which is written by Tom Taylor and drawn by Leonard Kirk, so it's a comic. The story appears to take place a while before the events of *The Force Awakens*, as Snoke leads his pupil to Dagobah as part of his dark side training. Snoke goads the fallen Ben Solo by telling him that if Snoke had Luke Skywalker at his side, the First Order would already rule the galaxy. Snoke then leads Kylo to the same cave Luke once explored in *The Empire Strikes Back*. Once inside, he's confronted by the fir- by the person he fears most: his uncle Luke. Oh. Clearly the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when it comes to Skywalkers and swamp caves. Oh, that's clever writing. Uh while it remains to be seen how much age of resistance really uh, Anyway, so yeah. Okay. So that's a couple so
1: that's it was a couple Okay.
0: Any but that is a, that is canon now. So
1: yeah, now
0: go. we know in the backstory of Kylo Ren, Snoke takes him to Dagobah and he goes to the same force cave which is exactly what happens in in the video game Star Wars uh the Force uh, um, No, no, no. Force Unleashed 2.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that.
0: Force Unleashed 2. This is the game that I think... Star Wars is borrowing so much from this game because <laughs> you know you know I talked last time about how I think Rey is a clone. Mm-hmm. I think that was revealed to us in The Last Jedi in the in her in her dark side cave scene right. uh where she, where she saw all those in, oh, images of herself. Yeah. I believe I believe that was showing her line of clones, which is exactly what happened in The Force Unleashed 2 when the I forget the guy's name, Starkiller Star Killer is his name. Star
1: Killer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He goes to Dagobah, he goes to the Force Cave, and he sees all of his previous clones. Right. And he learns, and he figures out that he's a clone. Um, Why do so, remember this? So now, <laughs> we have in the comics, Kylo Ren going back to the same Force Cave, and having a vision uh, of, of Luke. Um, so, like, yeah, man, that force cave had a lot of traffic. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Force Unleashed 2 is canon, actually. Um Probably not. I should actually find out. I should ask Steve uh if, you know in his Everything Is Canon podcast. But um uh I don't know. Because
1: killed, he killed Wookiees. I don't know.
0: Because also in the Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2 we find out that the Darth Vader is that Darth Vader is responsible for starting the rebellion, right? Uh, which is a huge, huge, huge thing in the, in the Star Wars story. So, um, you know what? There's a lot of Star Wars uh, stuff to talk about, and we're going to be doing that a lot going forward the next few months as we come up to like the hugest time for Star Wars we've had. Yeah. You know, with the with the release of the Mandalorian in a couple of months, and then a month later, or. Less than a month later, Star Wars right. Episode 9 coming out, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Holy crap, do we have a lot of Star Wars to get through. Really? And stuff like, this, stuff like this is fun. Right. Stuff like this is fun. Anyway, uh, I think we're done for tonight. Are we done for tonight? Is, is that That's all we it have in. to talk? I, I think it is, Ms. Jackson. <laughs> I believe it is.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Too.
0: So, um, yeah, you know, uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, follow us there. Troll us there. Twitter.com forward slash tool for this pod spelled with the number two and the number four, because that's how nineties rappers do it. And that's what we happen to be. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, please follow us on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com forward slash tool for this podcast. Also spelled with a two and a four. Um, and you know, please share the show with your friends. If you think, you know, somebody who might be interested in listening, uh, please, please help us out and, uh, and share the show around. Um, you know we are happy with uh, with all of you who have been listening, but we always, of course, want to grow the show as much as we can. Uh, so that being said, uh, JD the MC, the big nerd, signing off, and uh, DJ Kevy Kev. Uh, all there is left to say is just chill
1: to the next episode.